secret agents. Yes. There secret. are a lot of secret agents. And you're the obviously the polar opposite of a secret agent, but Welcome back to Top Dogs. Today we have with us Top Dog Chase Cromwell. Dude, this is like the king of Alpine real estate, basically. Because, I mean, if, if you live in Alpine, you know who you are. If you're traveling through Alpine, you're going to know who you are because your office is like five feet off off the main road, which is insane. It's a beautiful office, by the way. And um, it's really interesting because I've been living in Alpine for almost two years now. And... Even before I moved into Alpine, I already know who you were just because we were coming to Alpine, checking Alpine out, and you know we saw your your office. And every I can't go a single day in Alpine without seeing your name somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's not just on like park benches because I mean they are you are on benches. It's not your office. It's not your for sale signs, which there's like I think two within a mile of my house. Um, it's uh, it's the people in Alpine. Because it seems like, I don't know if after every closing, you hand somebody a hat, a team-branded hat, but I feel like I'm seeing all your past clients walking around supporting you by wearing, you know, your guys' merchandise, which is just really cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we do a lot of different things, that's for sure. But I've start, I started doing this together, like, as a whole, as a package whole, like, years ago. And I think now it's obviously starting to be recognized a lot more because I've spent so much time doing it. I've never really changed the way that I've done. Once I figured it out, um, I never really changed the way that I do it. I just, I just kind of make it bigger and, and more, you yeah, know what I mean? You, you even have that massive billboard off the eight. Like when you're driving, you're not even, I think it's like after Las Coches road, yeah, I think it's Las Coches and Lake Jennings. Yeah, exactly. You have that giant billboard, which you just updated uh, with a new sign. I mean, it's uh, you and I were talking at um, the Tom Ferry event a few weeks ago, and I think it was like you're like neck and neck with Greg Phillipson, right? Yeah, basically. Greg's got me beat by like two houses, dude. He's he he kills it. He's been doing it for like thirty years, which I'm I'm stoked to be even close to to his numbers up here. You know, so oh yeah, no, he's he's a beast. Yeah, he, he does an awesome job. So honestly, from the very beginning, like he's helped me and, and I've taken notes and mimicked things that he's done with my own twist. And um, obviously it seems like I do a lot more because I've layered so much stuff. I love that word with marketing layering. Yeah, you've layered so much. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty consistent on my social media and getting other people involved to share our posts and these community events. So it almost feels like it's never ending. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's really interesting. Cause you know, I, I like to say that you're a community builder because you definitely built a community and not just, uh, you built a community within a community. And the only other person I know that's done that really well. And I don't, I'm not sure, sure if you're familiar with her, but shout out to Emma Lefkowitz. She's, yeah. uh, she's, um, she pretty much owns Scripps ranch. Yeah. No like, problem. and it's so interesting seeing people like you guys and cause it's two things. I feel like it's, it's layering and consistency, right? And yeah. you guys are super consistent. Like you, I mean, I'm, you're the only agent besides, I think sometimes it's not even consistent with Greg Phillips and actually that actually like make sure we get a mailer, you know, like, at, cause you know, I'm 
you know where I'm at. I think I'm like three houses down from your parents or, or something like that you said. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you guys are the only ones that are hitting us up. Yep. And it's like it's, two it agents in your office. I probably mail less. Um, I slowed that down because we do so much overlapping marketing as far as like flyer drops, food drives, community events. So oh, that's cool. Not only like we're not only like passing out market updates, we're passing out invites and and uh, inviting people to contribute with us into the community. So it doesn't seem so boring and overbearing with like, hey, look what we sold, or hey, look what's sold next to you. That is great information and should yeah. be laid out properly on your postcards. But honestly, like you just said, you think that I mail out more than uh, some of the competitors up here. I, I don't. I really don't. I'm I'm actually probably one of the least consistent um, methodically about how I how much I um, mail out because it is such a heavy cost. You know, it's like oh, it's my, so expensive. 5,200 homes a month. Like we were doing it forever with magazines. We've tried every size postcard and figured out like, Hey, the eight and a half by 11 has gotten us the most return. So we're going to stick to that. We've also noticed that, you know, um, we've been mailing in this area for so long now. Like it's been like six, five or six years consistently. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to mail monthly for people to think that I do mail monthly. You think that I mail monthly and I don't. So we've been able to tune that back and save some marketing money and put it in other things like these events. These events cost us, you know, seven, ten thousand dollars So I was gonna say your Christmas party you threw for Alpine, yeah. dude, I was completely blown away. Like that was insane. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, dude. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, so we can kind of pick and choose on how how are we reaching out and getting in front of the community, right? We're not we're not trying, I'm, I'm not very singular with it. And I try and preach this to my team. It's like, you guys, you, there's a marketing package in everybody's business. Um, and I'm talking about like self-branding, right? You sure, have yeah, of course. your logo, you have your name, you have your face, you have um, how much business you do. You have your mailers, your park benches, your social media. Um, if you pay for billboards, your listings, your open houses, not one of those is enough to do by itself to make you a um, all-star high-producing agent. You can't just say, hey, all I'm going to do is hold, you know, 52 open houses. That's going to be great. You're probably going to sell, you know, maybe 15, 20 yeah. in a year. Maybe. That's great. It's good work. It's good money. But if you really want to take over an area and, and, uh, and gain notoriety and um, trust, uh, trust and respect from your community, like it takes all parts of that to come together. Like you said, you come into Alpine, you see my billboard. As soon as you see my billboard, you get off the freeway, you see my bus bench ads, right? You drive up the boulevard. If you're going to the grocery store, you see my office on the left and we've done a good job making the curb appeal nice to that. You Once did. you go to the grocery store, you see our face on the grocery basket. And then you go back home and you check the mail, we're in your mailbox. Yep. And then you're sitting on your social media at night and all of a sudden my face pops up. So it's literally like, you Where know, when you're accidentally talking about something and then all of a sudden Instagram starts playing these ads. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's kind of like that in Alpine for us. We're just constantly in people's faces. So. No, you are. You're really good about it too. I mean, you were even on the ballot last year, I think for, uh, what was it? You were, oh God, what was Fire, it? Yeah. Fireboard. That's right. Yeah. Dude, I got nominated in because. That's amazing, dude. My connections within the community. You know what I mean? It was just presented to me. Hey, you, 
we could use a guy like you. It'd be nice to have somebody on the board that's young, fresh, uh, business minded. And I was like, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? And I think I was like the second highest uh, uh, guy to get voted in. Well, that makes sense. Like, <clears throat> Again, yeah, considering yeah. your layering in the in the marketplace. I mean, yeah, you. I remember seeing that and I was just like, damn, that must be good. I mean, and, and I know you're doing it to volunteer, but I was like seeing that. I was like, oh my God, if this guy doesn't have marketing everywhere. Now look at this. Now, he, now, now he's in different colors now and he's all over the place. It's like, it's yeah. just like, it was really, it's really cool. Yeah. It's been fun, dude. So when I started in the beginning, I started at Berkshire Hathaway, um, you know, lots of old school agents that have done really well there. Oh, so I tried to mimic people's businesses uh, when I started my career. You know, I, I started out with Sandra Brown. She was like an all-star agent in, in East County for many years um, until um, the 2008 crash came and then she kind of fell off. But um, before then, it was like, you know, uh, Greg Newman, who's still big, Maxine Gellin, yeah, who's still big, the Karen Cross group, that's still big. A lot of those guys preach postcards right? Postcards, oh, yeah. mailers, mailers are big. You heard it at the Tom Ferry event, like postcards and mailers are huge. But what they don't do is they don't teach you how to do it. So what I was doing I, at Berkshire Hathaway, they're like, you need to be posting or sending out just listeds and just solds. You know, I, I was doing that and anything that I mailed out on because it has to be backed by another campaign. It can't be, it can't be one mailer that goes out with an open house. It just doesn't work. You have to campaign so much. Like if you actually, in fact, plan to um, break into a market after you get a listing in one area, you need to be doing at least 10 to 12 hits on these people in the neighborhood. 10 to 12 hits. And then all of a sudden after 10 to 12 hits, they think they have been receiving stuff from you for years. They honestly will think that they have been receiving stuff from you for years. If they see you the first time, they throw it away. Yeah. Okay? So like... When you go to campaign, and I don't do this because I work so hard on my on my um, PCSOI or my sphere, so I don't do a whole lot. I could do it a lot better, but I do know how to do it. I've done it before, and it's worked. Um, you go in, you do uh, special invites to open houses, right? And then you offer, you can go door knock, and you can offer all of the sellers in the area. Um, you can offer all of the sellers in the area a buyer list to all the buyers that came into your house if they're yeah. interested in making a purchase, right? So you have all of these things that are, I'm sorry, Jared, one minute. You're good, brother. Are you, it's locked. So anyways, going back to that touch, dude, you, you, you invite you know, special invites, hosting the open house, offering them uh, the buyer's list um, and, and continuing to call and give them updates on how it's going. And it's a combination of calling, mailing, open houses, door knocking, and then your final flyer, and then following up with your flyer, asking people if they've received your flyer and if they wanted a free evaluation. I preach that to my agents in here, and every single time they do it, they land an appointment. Every single time. Your guys door knock a lot. Yeah, we I mean, have door knock. Excuse me, it's, I shouldn't say door knock because I, I don't, I haven't experienced that. What I mean is, a lot of the eight by ten we're getting from you guys, I feel like it's your agents actually in the field walking and you know you know where i live walking from the street to the house you know it's, it's your, neighborhood, doing that. your neighborhood to drop is five miles it's five, five miles, miles in my neighborhood every house up and down the driveway around the loop is five miles wow. so yeah we do that kind of stuff all of the time which that's not a big deal five miles is not that that no, much. No, no. Yeah, we get through I mean, in august 
It's it could be. <laughs> In August, when we fly or drop, our flyers are wet from sweat, dude. There honestly. You go. <laughs> but yeah, so um, honestly, like going back to like taking over a marketplace, like the old school ways work, you know, you can I agree. bring through, you know, um, different types of attraction, but video is insane. Look at the barstool guy, uh, Dave Portnoy, what he's done mm -hmm. with pizza tasting. I think about that, the brilliancy of that, like. It took off. All he's doing was rating pizza. I know. It's insane. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So there's so much creativity out there. Like there's really honestly no excuse for any hungry agents to be, um, you know, struggling with work. Because if well, let's say in, the new agents coming in, let's yeah. say that, you know, they're just getting, getting away from their nine to five, trying to make it big. Right. You're saying the old school methods and you know, a lot of the, flyers are they are expensive so that's maybe not the best way to get your foot in the door unless you're loaded but basically you're saying that these guys stay away from alpine by the way but if you're going anywhere else and you're trying to start a new marketplace basically door knocking being a part of the community um partnering with businesses because you you said you do like feeding the community or the you know the hungry you um co-sponsor events as well yeah, we'll sponsor events. We do food drives. Um, we'll reach out to schools and see if there's families in needs or other gyms that are around here. Oh, that's cool, dude. You know, we'll dot families uh, during the holidays. We throw community events, you know, like cornhole events. We Tapatio's burnt down. We did an event for them. We raised them like $7,000 and, and their first month of being burnt down. You know, God, so that place. just things like, yeah, I, I know that's like. <laughs> Yeah. But just things like that. So if I had to recommend like a, a brand new agent coming into the industry, like what would I do? You know, there's a couple of guys that swear by it, like John Glutch. I don't know if you know who he is, but I don't know John. No, he's within our fast forward movement. He's a freaking uh, freight train in the industry. He's awesome. But he was like, if I had one thing that I, I had no money, I needed to start a real estate career and I need to get my name out there. If you, if you had to drop me in the middle of nowhere, I would say, take me to an open house and let me start there, right? Because you get a, new, a, a number of things. And if you do it right, you get a number of things. You get exposure from your signs and you get face-to-face -face interaction. And then you get opportunity to post on Instagram. If you're not taking advantage of those three overlapping layers, you're not doing it right. You can hold an open house and do it wrong, oh, right? Oh, 100%. Like you have to be sharing with people that you're out in the world and doing things. And like I said, that's only one avenue of building your business. The first thing I did when I started real estate, I come from the construction world. I had zero social media because I had no time to do it. I had no Instagram, Facebook. And the first thing I did when I got my license, like, all right, uh, this blue collar boy is going to just try it out and see what I can do. Cause I know this is what it's going to take. Um, and I started documenting everything on social media until everybody knew who I was and that I was doing real estate. And mind you, like nobody had seen me since high school. I've been digging ditches since high school. Like I've been working and, and not going around, not being in the party scene. So I took advantage of the social media route and then hosting open houses that I started picking up referral business. I'm like, oh, this is actually working. People are recognizing that I'm selling houses. But it wasn't until three or four years in that I noticed that the overlapping layers of marketing was what was most working most effectively and efficiently. And I swear by it to my team. There's one kid that will almost copy everything I do. And every time he does it, he gets a freaking phone call. 
That's awesome. No, I, I, I've met two of the two of the guys on your team. I think it was two of them. I was uh, wh- whoever likes. I don't know if they all like golfing, but this I saw this guy over at Saquon uh, at the Trevor. golf course. What was it? His that's Trevor. That's Trevor. He was good on the phone, man. I was. We were both negotiating different deals, like in the outdoor area, and um, the kid was good on the phone. Yeah. Oh, it might have been Dominic, my cousin. Oh, maybe. Both golf a lot, so I, I don't know. I don't. I don't ever hit the the course, so. Yeah, it's so sure. close. It's hard not to. I mean, I guess you gotta. You have to. You have to golf, but. Um. So you left the construction world nine to five, back breaking, like. Yeah, I can imagine when you got home, you just wanted to relax probably and spend time with the family and not, you know, go crazy. You So I feel like there's probably quite a bit of discipline in that field. I don't know for sure because I've never actually done it myself, but it seems like you came into real estate. And I think one of the biggest things you have to do in this business that a lot of people don't do, which is why they're not successful, is have non-negotiables. And like your, yours was, it sounds like yours was, you know, open houses, you know, and then layering and everything else like that. But anybody that follows you on social media can see that you're a very disciplined person as well. Jesus, what are you like? A, you're, you're, a, what belt are you in jujitsu? I, dude, I just started. I just, I, I got my blue belt within a year, within 10 months. You went blue within a year. And how far away is that from purple? Next. That's next. That means you're two away from black. Three. Three away from Jesus in a year? Yeah, I train. I'll I'll train five or six days a week. I, I, but honestly, it's just to take the fast pass. I pay for, you know, just like people should be paying for coaching. For the most part, everybody thinks they do. I pay for private lessons from a jujitsu coach twice a week, and and in return, I've you know um, moved up that much quicker into promote getting promoted into higher rank. Promotions don't mean shit. It's the commitment that and time spent in the gym and on the mat. So I yeah. the you know, it's great that I've been promoted to where I am, but it's the time, dude, that you get, you know, in, in learning and actually endowing yourself into it. Just like jujitsu, real estate requires the same thing. I tell my team, you might not have anything to do in the office when you show up, but you need to show up to the office and try to do real estate. If I go to jujitsu and I sit on the mat and I just watch everybody else nothing. do jujitsu, nothing happens. Showing up and actually doing shit is what, you know, really works. I, I think what's different. Jared, for me, is that I have five kids and I've always, you know, I I started having kids at 24 years old. So I've always had to have a will to make money and to provide. So when I started real estate, I had four jobs. So I had a choice of of whichever direction I wanted to go. I worked, I had a, a construction gig going. I'd work for my dad, then I'd come home and I would detail 52 trucks on the weekends. And then I'd work for the church once a week. And then I did real estate. So I had a choice, like I either want to break my back my whole life and um, dig ditches for my dad um, or wash a hundred cars a week or work for the church or be in real estate. And I'm like, dude, I got to, I got to give everything I I got into real estate in order to get myself out of this predicament of having to work four jobs. So yeah, man, that's, that's, I can't even comprehend honestly doing that. That's, that's crazy. I mean, just. Just real estate alone is, uh, you know, you can easily spend 15, 16 hours a day if you really, I mean, even more, you could spend a lot of time doing work, you know, yeah. having fight and having the kids too. It's just, I only have two. Yeah. And I find the balance to be very difficult. Um, 
So mad respect to you for that, man. And honestly, you know, having a family is a huge motivator for anybody that's, you know, going away from a nine to five job into an entrepreneurship um, place. So, I mean, that's amazing, dude. But I mean, when you first started, though, you said something earlier that you you um, it sounds like you sought out the best at Berkshire Hathaway. And you said that you learned what they did and implemented it into your business. Yeah. So is that something that you did right away? Or is that something that you learned along the way and then just really committed to doing? No, dude, I did it right away. Right away. I remember making my own flyers. And now that I look back at it, I think I still have some old templates and logos that I created for myself. It was complete and utter shit. Just like you would expect it to be. I did not know what I was doing. Yeah. I'm only good at selling houses. I'm not a freaking logo designer or, yeah. you know, marketing coordinator, but I was doing it all. But the one thing that I did, I didn't care. Like people in the office would smack talk what I was doing. And then all of a sudden they were all replicating what I was doing. I was creating because certain things weren't working. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to just go back to braining the Berkshire Hathaway stuff, which is fine. Um, instead of trying to recreate the, the wheel, which that's what everyone tries to do. They try and recreate the wheel. For sure. <laughs> it's right there in front of you, dude. It's so easy. It's right there in front of you. And so a new, a new agent comes in. You're saying leverage the broke, leverage your brokerage, leverage yeah, their success. The brand. I've created a brand for myself now. You so definitely have. I don't really leverage the brokerage, but when I was at Berkshire Hathaway, I certainly leveraged the broker. And that's I'm, what I'm talking about. When you're brand new, obviously, right now you're. I mean, you have EXP on your on your building, but. It's really your brand that everybody knows. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming people that sell homes with you don't even know that they don't even know what EXP is. I was going to say know. in East yeah. County, dude, what's going to be more relevant? My last name, the Chrome Home Group, or EXP? Most people. Oh, are your last name, 100. But when you're a brand new agent and you're trying to build a business, like let's call it John Smith, what's going to sound more familiar? John Smith or Keller Williams or or Berkshire Hathaway or Colwell Banker? It's going to be one of your brokers. Yeah. And until John Smith becomes a reputable name in the area, you got a brand with what you got. And it works. The color schemes work. It's easy. It's all plug and play stuff. And you can start small. You start with geofarms. Everybody, everybody thinks they look at me like, oh, you mail out to 5,000. Dude, I started mailing out to like 150 homes because I couldn't afford it. And if I couldn't afford it, I was walking flyers to those homes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the consistency came from in time. I, I couldn't do anything without time. Yeah, no. So, I mean, you were, um, yeah. So basically new agents without money, you know, sweat equity, um, sweat get out equity, there. hundred percent. It works. Meet people, print out flyers at your office, but leverage your, leverage your brokerage brand until you can build your own. Yep. And, um, you can easily, it's not easily, excuse me. There's nothing easy about building the community. Um, but I feel like you must know quite a bit of the sheriff deputies. You probably know the Alpine Fire Department, uh, you know, firefighters. You you are really kind of going I don't I feel like you walking out of your house, you're just like, okay, who should we go like bump in not bump into like strategically, but I mean like it sounds like you're hitting different areas every single day of your career because you've built thousands of people know you. Let's say you're milling to five thousand homes, what, three people in each home? I mean, I think on average, it's, 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 it blows my mind when people like you and Emma can actually, it's, it's almost like your own little country. You know, I say like it's a community, but at the end of the day, it's, 
the amount of people you, I don't want to say are responsible for, but you actually do have a responsibility to stay in front of them. Otherwise they forget you. But how is there enough time in the day to really stay in touch with your own town? Let's say your own town. Cause for you, it's, it's Alpine. I mean, people here know you. I feel like people in El Cajon, Crest, I feel like you're just all over the place in East County. How the hell do you have time to do all that? I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I coached sports for seven years. Uh, my kids went to school up here. I go to multiple gyms up here. Um, I, I bank up here. I, my office is up here. I get involved with the restaurants around my office up here. I throw community events up here. I talk to the chamber up here. I'm on the fire board up here. I've been involved with the, with the sheriffs up here. I've lived up here for 13 years and like, just think about it. Like I get involved with the schools on their events. People call me now from, and they just ask me to set up water booths. You know what I mean? And I think just from being recognized from constantly being out in public and, and, you know, baseball's three months out of the year, soccer's three months out of the year, four months out of the year. And, you know, during the off seasons, I'm throwing events. So I'm, I'm never not in front of a certain portion of the community. A lot so of be immersed in your community, be immersed in your farm. I mean, it takes time, but you have 13 years under your belt, you know, of, of building the community, not necessarily for real estate aspects, but I've been in real estate actively for eight years, actively for eight years. So these, I mean, building the community takes time. It yeah. does, but there's also, would you agree with me by saying that it does take time to build a community like you've built, but you get lucky along the way. So just, yeah. Um, I think just making the right moves and being opportunistic. I, I see a lot of agents up here that are like right on the brink of coming inside this realm. Like a couple of them are, are real close to doing it. And there, there's like one move that I would make if I was them to get in, I'm not going to mention it, but like, no, don't, don't, don't say what it is. <laughs> like they're close. Like they're real close. They're doing everything, but a couple things. You does see their, na- does their last name start with an H? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, no. Um, and, and I wish these guys the best they're doing it and they're learning and they're great at it. Um, but I just know like they got to learn it on their own. I, you can't tell most people I had to learn it on my own. I made so many mistakes and buying this office was one of the biggest, um, best investments that I ever made. Probably the scariest investment that I'd ever made. You know what I mean? Um, so um, but it's work because it's put me on the map and people see me and we're the new fresh building that was, um, yeah. you know, remodeled. And then all of a sudden there's events happening here because the community of Alpine doesn't really get together like that. So, and that's so strange to me because it feels like it'd be such a tight community. Yeah, it is. But it, that's what I'm saying. As soon as we started throwing events, it's so tight that everybody knows about it. Like that's so cool. You know, all the sheriffs come to the events with their kids and, you know what I mean? So that's just kind of, just kind of how it works. No, I think it's awesome. And that property that you purchased, um, it's not just that front building that I think you're sitting in right now. Was it the side buildings, the one behind that, and the barn as well? All part of the property. There's four buildings. There's a house, and and an office, and then an event space building that uh, gets rented out plus my office. Dude, that's so- incredible. Dude, and I had it in escrow for a million dollars the year that I bought it. It fell out, and then it was off the market for six months, and I called the sellers when I left Berkshire Hathaway. I was like, dude, I need to buy something. Let's Can we work something out? And we did. We worked it out. 
I, I made my first investment, refied equity out of my house, bought this building and then, and then took off on my personal branding out here. Man, honestly, you, you, you've done it better than anybody I've seen. I've been in the business for what, nine years now. And, um, I feel like what you're doing should be an end game for everybody who wants to be successful in the long term in real estate. I mean, yes, you can build up a massive Instagram, a huge YouTube, like a lot of the guys in San Diego, and they'll be successful forever too. But um, I feel like if it's not building a community the way you are, you have to be building the community on social media or YouTube. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not trying to suggest that you're not hustling every single day, but Going, thinking back on how long it took and how much effort and work you had to put in to get to where you are right now, I mean, you don't want to start. You don't. You don't ever want to do that again, right? You've done it. You're there. I still you're... do it, bro. Like huh? the reason I still do it. The reason why I feel like something that has set me apart than everyone else, and the reason why nobody will ever get their foot in my door is I just offer complete different style of real estate. Like I always mention, I have two tractors, I have two dump trailers, we have two pressure washer rigs. Like a lot of real estate agents drive these crazy bougie cars, which is great, good for them. And they're dressing up in suits because they feel the need that they need to look nice. I show up in work boots and Levi's and say, hey, I can drive my tractor over tomorrow and do whatever we got to do to get your house prepped or fix what's broke. I mean, I've gone, gone to an extent, I shit you not last year. I offered to um, have somebody's driveway fixed because the trees uprooted it. Oh, and uh, it took me two days to demo out a client's driveway. Uh, I set all the rebar. I hauled off all of the concrete. I set all of the forms. I called the concrete in and paid a, a finisher to come. I stripped it and got it prepped for the market and the driveway looked brand new. But that was a million, $1.2 million house where my commission's you know, $25,000. So for me, I was like, well, shit, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use this as a marketing opportunity and something to show my other people and clients that, Hey, look, like this is how hard I work. Like that's, that's kind of the wow factor that I've been able to bring to my business that tells a story about who I am. Social media can be used multiple ways. Like I can go into that. I've only used it in one way to tell a story about who I am. How do I work for people? Right. You're going to get things about my family. But most often you're going to see a story about who I am. That's why you know about my jujitsu, right? I don't, yep. you can go on my Instagram right now and see one post about jujitsu and then, or two posts about jujitsu. And the rest of it is about um, my business or my family. Yeah, no, I've noticed. Um, and, and I think that's really important too, is people are usually just focusing on their business, not on them. Like you're telling a story about yourself. Yep. You know, and you're, but you're doing it the right way. You're doing yourself, you're doing some of your business, you're doing some of your family. And, um, to the people that are afraid to do that, or they're scared to do that, like, what do you say to those people? Like, it's Everybody. been big for you, right? Yeah. I show you a video. Like when I first started doing video, it's like shameful. My buddy sends it to me every, every so often as a reminder when I, like he works for me as a reminder of how hard social media is. He's like, Look at, look at, uh, your first video that you posted on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, bro, but look at now. Like I have zero fear of it. I already got the worst over with like yeah. the lame, the lame, uncomfortable chase is gone. I'm not uncomfortable with me on camera anymore. 
that goes away. It's everybody's fear. Like we're not all born public speakers. You know what I mean? No. So you gotta, you gotta build a tolerance up of doing shit you don't want to do. And once you've done it so many times, it's really easy. It's now easy because you don't care. You know what I mean? There's no, no I block. think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, my stuff was absolutely horrendous when I first started and yeah. I think it's pretty good now, but it's not great, but it, it, I don't care. Um, and, but going back to what you said, that was, I, I don't want to mull over the fact that you explained your full service approach to your clients. Cause I mean, I'm sorry, 99.999% of agents are not going to be able to do what you're doing. I don't care where they are. Yeah. You have, you have tractors, you have supplies. I mean, you have, and the willingness to want to go and help these people. I mean, yeah, sure. It's a, you said, you know, it's a marketing pitch, but at the end of the day, what I'm gathering from you is that you are just trying to help these people in any way that you can as well. hundred percent. you have all these tools and assets to do it. Yeah. But dude, I looked around when I started my career and I picked out these agents that I wanted to mimic and I did exactly that. So when I mean that, like when I say that, I mean it, like I mimic a little bit of how Greg Philipson runs his business. I mimic a little bit about, about how Daniel Busca runs mission realty. He does get his hands dirty. He may not have tractors and tools, but he figures it out. I saw him in a video the other day with the hard hat on, rented a dump trailer, had his own dump trailer, loaded trash up out of somebody's garage for his client and took it out. Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. You can rent trucks to do it. You can whatever. It's everything is accessible. So I've taken these and then I've, I've taken what Greg Newman was teaching at Berkshire Hathaway with postcards. Don't reinvent the wheel. Look around you and look around who's doing who's doing great things. Like I would not expect somebody to just copy me and do things exactly my way and then get the same results. But if somebody took a little bit of what I offer and a little bit of what, you know, uh, you offer or a little bit of what Greg offers and they combined it and they, and they metal up this, this thing that they call theirs, all of a sudden they're producing and it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I love that. I mean, it's the same thing with going, reading a book or going to a conference. Find one thing that resonates with you that you want to implement into your business and go for it. And you're just doing that with top producers. God, Greg Newman and downtown. He, that guy literally still owns downtown. Yeah, bro. He owns, he owns a print it. business. That's why he mails out so much. He owns a print business? He owns a – when I worked there, he owned a print machine. Oh, dang. Well, that's a nice, that, that's nice to have. <laughs> that's insane. Like, dude, it, it, the obvious things work. And yeah, exactly. Like, I can't, there's agents out there that, that will literally go straight to your door, knock on it, have the best conversation with somebody and lock in a listing appointment. I go knock on somebody's door around here. They think I'm a, a early release convoy because of my tattoos, the way I look, they get freaked out. I'm a bigger guy. So knocking on doors don't work for me. It does right. not work. So I, I flyer drop. I do call, I will call, and I show my agents all the time that I call. Those things, they work. They all work. It's just a matter of how consistent and, and how often are you doing it. You can't say that you do that stuff if you've only done it once. No, I agree with you. And you said something earlier about doing the hard stuff, the yeah. stuff you don't like to do, the stuff that you're uncomfortable with. I mean, for me, I'm more uncomfortable with cold calling personally than I am with knocking on someone's door. But I'm also a very large person. Um, and you know, I don't usually get the best responses when I knock on doors, but yeah. Um, that's why I'd rather call. No, no. See, and I, I, I still can't do that very well anyway, but, um, 
it's it's I feel like there's not a door you can knock on in Alpine though where once they opened it, if they had to take a double take at you. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I see your hair and I know who you are. You know, yeah. you have that one, you have that white piece that, and and everybody knows that that's you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, you've built such a brand though, such a community, and everybody loves you in Alpine that if you want to knock on somebody's door, they would maybe not if they didn't remember your name, they'd be like, "Yeah, you're the real estate guy." Yeah, yeah. In our community that we see every single day. So, I mean, I, I get that I, at the grocery store, bro. Oh, dude. Tom Ferry made a comment, actually. He's like, if you're not walking into your grocery store and people aren't recognizing you, then you're not doing it right. Oh, I guarantee everybody knows. He made that, he, when he made that comment, I, I literally smiled because I know when I go into a grocery store, people will either ask me or look at me because I look familiar. Yeah. And, and it's so simple. You know what I mean? It, it really is simple. You said it's not the, the other day. It is. It, exposure is simple. Like, it's just a matter of how exposed you want to be. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you, man. And I mean, it's, and it all goes back to consistency, though. Yeah. People lack, a, a lot of agents lack consistency and they don't realize it, but they are the, what is the term that Tom Ferry uses? Um, Secret agents. Yes. There secret. are a lot of secret agents. And you're the obviously the polar opposite of a secret agent. But it's it's I feel like people are missing the fact that what is it Jason Cassidy said to me um on this podcast was TTMP talk to more people. I like to think it's more be seen by more people, and that's what you're really good at is not even your face, but just just your brand. Just yeah you know, Cromwell home group, you see that just yeah. everywhere, you know? And, um, I, I think that what did we lose? 150,000 agents this year, I think, yeah. um, in real estate, the people that are not going to be putting themselves in a position like you, um, are going to slowly start dying off. Hey, dude, back to the branding, my Cromwell home group brand. Like, yeah, I, I will buy hundreds of hats, t-shirts, and I pass them out to people for free. And the one thing that I do differently than everybody else, I watched my, my father-in-law, great businessman. He owns a trucking company. It's a big company. And uh, he used to pass out t-shirts all the time. I would never wear the t-shirts because they're uncomfortable. So I will spend the extra money to buy the most comfortable t-shirt and the most comfortable, popular, trendy hat there is that I know everybody's going to wear. And then they wear it. I, oh, they, no, they wear it. I saw a gentleman wearing a suit at Barron's and yeah. it was not, it was actually a flashy suit too. It was really, it was colorful. It was colorful. And, um, it, it was actually, it, was, it had a lot of white on it and then I'll be rocking, rocking your hat, bro. I mean, this dude yeah. was in a suit, beautiful shoes. This dude was dressed up and he was rocking your hat going into the store. Yeah. And I was just like, and every time I see that, I just, I'm just like that. I was like, God damn. Yeah, dude, I get and I've never met you, and, and I never actually went and met you until Tom Ferry's thing. But I was just like, Fuck, I know this guy like so well because I just I see him everywhere, and everybody loves you, man. Yeah, we just spend the money, dude. We do it. We do. We it. spend the money. <laughs> it's so much more than that, man. <laughs> no, I know, but the reality of it is like a lot of a lot of agents like to hoard their money. They don't set aside yeah. that. 10% that should be going back into their, into their branding and their marketing. So you know, 10% of everything you make does go back into your business for marketing. Branding. One way or another goes straight back into my business. 
okay. straight back into my business. Whether it's the parties, the events, the shirts, the hats. Like well, that's all part of it. We do mugs, we do we've done wine glasses, like you know, like we are constantly putting our brand on on stuff and passing it out all the time. All the time. It's never ending. And, you know, it's really, I mean, once you have the money, I think that's obviously a no brainer for the new agents coming in or the agents that are struggling, wanting to start a farm, because essentially your community is a massive farm. Um, it's important to remember that Chase says that he is involved in everything and you can get involved in everything for most things free. Just show up, look for events, talk to people. I mean, at the end of the day, that's how you need to start. If you have the money to spend on postcards and you can start doing that too. But like you said, there's a right way and a wrong way of doing that. Yeah. You need to be involved in everything. You need to be showing up, doing things, getting in front of people. It's kissing babies, dude. Just like yeah, man. you watch the president campaign, dude. You see what they do? You oh, see man. how they do it? Like I always use it for an example. Watch this coming year. What is it going to look like? How, how in every state are they getting involved in being in front of the public? What they're saying, what they're talking about. I mean, obviously politics and real estate are completely different, Sure. but the way that they campaign is very similar to how you should be campaigning your real estate. How are you supposed to be voted the best real estate agent? Because even the, again, at that Tom Barry, right? Like everybody knows, knows an agent. Everybody knows they can trust a, a real estate agent because they're professional. But do they like every agent? And they're going to end up liking you based upon your story and how how you are connecting with them, whether it's through the community, um, whether it's through social media, whether it's through giving back. Like, like you need to be a liked, known, and trusted real estate agent, not just a known and trusted real estate agent. And the way to be they like a way to become or be a liked real estate agent in your community. And this is one of the biggest things that uh, presidential candidates have going for them in all of their states and cities and counties is people speaking about them in yeah. a positive way. That and, is and like a lot of times in the world, happens, isn't it? A lot of times that happens with contribution, right? People, right, right. People, people vote based off of uh, of what somebody is offering them. Like so, you know, it's not just the real estate service, but it's like how like. What am I? What else am I uh, offering the community? May, if I if if real estate is not what they need, what is it that they do need? How can I tailor my business to offer something that everybody needs? Right. So yeah, right. Christmas parties or we have dumpster parties where I get big uh, dumpster bins dropped off here and we mail out and we're like, hey, it, uh, spring cleaning, come bring your trash to Chroma Home Group, your big items, and we'll crush it and load it out of here for you. You know what I mean? We offered and invited them something that they don't have an opportunity to go to. Maybe it's a waste of money for them to go to the dump for, you know, uh, $30 worth of trash when they're going to get charged a hundred bucks. They can just drop it off here. We gave yeah. them something to come and do. So like I said, like contribution coming from a place of contribution is always, always a savvy way to approach your business. No, I think that's a very important way to approach your business because most agents are all about me, 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 yep. my bank account and my next check. Where you are providing several services to Alpine. Um, I think that's really cool, dude. I mean, there's a lot to be learned from you as far as not just not just being a business person, but being a marketer and a branding ambassador. I mean, it's really impressive. It's something that I wish I could do. 
in not for Alpine, but for whatever my thing is, you know what I mean? And I, th- I think a lot of people don't, I feel like you're thinking about the long run. You're thinking about your business 15, 20 years from now and not necessarily focusing on your next, not even the next year. I mean, I'm sure you've done your, you've done your, you know, business plan and everything, but you are, what you've built here, what I've noticed from being inside your community. I mean, I'm another real estate agent that's just, that lives in, that lives in Alpine and I, and I see the impact that you've had on people. I don't even think 1% of real estate agents do that. I feel like it's just a constant hustle waiting, trying to get different deals from different areas where you know exactly where your deals are coming from. Yeah. And it's the people you care about, the people you love, the people that you support in your community. And you don't, I don't know you like, well, you know, um, but I feel as if your main objective here is making sure you can provide full service real estate, but um, for years and years and years to come, because you know that you do it better than anybody else for your people in Alpine. Yeah. Yep. And that's what, that's exactly what um, we're constantly striving for, dude, is to gain everybody's um, respect up here, honestly, and, and to gather their attention, you know? No, you guys are doing that so well. And um, I, I don't know, dude, I'm just like, I'm like trying to think because I'm just so blown away by, by all of this. Like it, I haven't talked to anybody besides you and Emma as you know, that owns like marketplaces. Like what's the percentage of, of Alpine do you think that you own as far as deals close per year? I am not sure. Like I think last year I, I'll have closed 23 or 24 houses in Alpine. In Alpine. And yeah. that's not including Alpine. And then there's other areas around San Diego County that you do deals in. But twenty in Alpine's very, We're very small. very small. In houses for sale right now. That's insane, man. Yeah, and, and you I closed. Greg's done like twenty five houses. So between me and Greg, like there's a large percent of ownership of of one common area between the two of us. Do you guys do you guys communicate by the way? All the time. I was going to say the way that you guys, the way you run your business, I was like, there has to be some type of communication going on. Cause I mean, yeah. at your level, you don't have a lot of peers, yeah. you know, you have people striving to get to your level. So having somebody like that to communicate with must be nice. Yeah. And we don't, yeah, we don't talk shop too much. Um, but we try and open each other up to opportunity when they're there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, I always totally, tell my agents again, like, Find somebody that you can uh, chat with and bounce ideas with consistently because that's what I did for many years at Berkshire. Like all the agents that were better than me, I used to sit down. I don't care if they did 15 houses a year, sold 15 houses. I was talking to them and asking them like, hey, what's working? You know what I mean? I, I can't imagine myself having just random ideas pop in my head on how to get 15 houses sold in a year when yeah. I'm a new agent. I needed to learn it from somebody else. So I was constantly having lunch or coffee with other agents um, that could support my dream by sharing with me what works with them. So I, I was like, that was a good, uh, Jason Cassidy, what Jason Cassidy is, is meet more people, right? Yeah. And that works too. Really? Oh well. yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're networking with agents, like he has done what he's doing. He's very, very good at communicating. Shout out to Jason Cassidy. Very good at communicating with, um, the agent community. 
He actually yeah. goes out of his way quite a bit to stay relevant within the agent community. See, I haven't done a good job doing that, dude. I'm super hyper-focused on like individuals. That's awesome, dude. So. Yeah, I mean, look, the, and I... Well, you're, you're with EXP. I'm with Real. So we're with the cloud-based brokerages. Do you focus on your downline at all? Or does it just naturally kind of happen for you when you get a call? Never or... even... I've brought a couple people to EXP, even though everybody, like, I, I feel like it. it's worth a discussion like you do for Real. I just don't... I don't focus on that, bro. My my main intention and goal is to sell real estate and I want to be the best at it. So when people call me, they know that they're getting the best at it. I'm not focused on, you know, you know, telling everybody to change brokerages because that's a stressful thing. I'm more focused on my seller trusting that I'm going to get the most money for their house or my buyer um, trusting that I'm going to uh, get them the best bang for their buck. Like I love all my agents out there. And if they want to have a conversation with me about business, I will yeah. sit down and do the same thing with them. Like I'm doing with you, but it's not my focus, dude. I don't focus. No, on no. And I didn't think it was, I was just curious. Yeah. I get people all the time, believe it or not, who ask me to join my team. And I, um, in a non arrogant way, I'm saying this, I, I turn people down just because I don't, I don't have the space and time for it. I feel like my sellers and buyers, need that time from me yeah and how many agents are on your your team in that There's building only three you only have three yeah okay um i have a micro team for myself inside the the overall team so when i say a micro team like it's me i have a showing partner and then an assistant slash tc and then there's three it. agents underneath under on crumble so that's where i've been able to free up a lot of my time um, Jared is that my, like my, my showing partner, she handles inspection, she handles showing, she handles listing, she handles scheduling, she handles photos. Like I get to go coach my kids games while she's out doing the nitty gritty stuff that typically agents are out till six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night doing. Yep. So, so you definitely would advocate before building a team of a team of agents, really get an assistant. Then get somebody to help you with handling the business, um, like a showing yeah, agent. I, don't think I got my first assistant until I was doing 50 deals a year. Everybody thinks if you're doing 25 a year, you should have an assistant. I was doing 50 a year by myself. I thought I was fine. Um, and I really wasn't. And I didn't realize that until I had an assistant. And now it's been the best thing ever. Like I was sick all last week and I was at home tending for my family and I didn't worry about one damn thing in this office, not one damn deal. Everybody was on top of what they had to do. And I would answer a couple emails when I could open my eyes and that was it. But dude, two years ago, there's no way in hell I would have been able to do that. No way. Not even two years ago. Not even two years ago. Man. I couldn't go on vacation and like carry satellite uh, uh, phones and, and do business like I would be hunting in the middle of Colorado, um, uh, picking up my phone, glassing for elk. Like that's how, like now I don't even, my phone will stay at the cabin. I tell everybody what they need to do and I'm, and it's good. It's Have you bagged a bull in Colorado? Not, not personally pulling the trigger, but I've okay. got a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, no, I mean, it's really great. That's, I mean, it's the difference between a real estate agent and a real estate business, man. And that's basically, you've built a business and like, you know, that's very apparent. 
And um, I think that's something that we as agents all need to strive to do. But most importantly, like you said, figure out who you want to emulate in what areas of the business. And you you are actually putting yourself in front of them. You're going to lunch with them. You're buying them coffee. You know, you're not just like watching their Instagram or hearing people talk about them and then be like, Oh, I'm going to do that. Like, no, you are hearing from the horse's mouth. Like, Hey guy, this is how you can go and build up. This is what's working for me. Go give it a shot. See if it works for you. Instead of just, you know, firing random shots, you know, in the air and hoping one lands where you want it to find out somebody who's amazing have a conversation with them and then be consistent in whatever it is you're implementing from them and give it time. Yeah, dude, it works. And it's not overnight. Everybody needs to know like that saying Rome wasn't built in a day. It's totally true. My first year of selling real estate, I think I sold 10 houses. My second was 15. My third was 20. My fourth was 32, I think. And then my fifth was 40. And then ever since then it was like 50, 60, you know, the fact so, that you sold 10 homes in your first e- your first year is incredible, though. Because, I mean, think, I mean, what is it? Most it took, me, it took me nine months to sell my first house, and it was my own house. So once I figured out, like, oh, I had an opportunity to market myself, Yeah, I took that one opportunity, and it kept snowballing. And I kept doing more and more and more of it. But so it, you're it, saying it, your first year you sold 10, nine other houses than the last three months? Yeah. So, well, no, no, no. So, oh. what I when I say my first year, I got licensed in April, but I didn't actually go into real estate till um, like fall. So, I got, my, okay. I got my first listing in like um, August, and then I actually sold a house in November. So, got it. Got it. And then it's a really totally November to November. It was like ten, uh, ten houses. That's amazing, though. That's so, incredible. I mean, yeah. most agents will get one or two. But again, if you align yourself with the right people or, I mean, it sounds like you would suggest a new agent even to join a team and learn everything you can from them before they yeah. can go off and build their own brand. Call the, so I'll, I'll end it with this uh, for everybody, um, all the new agents out there, hopefully they're listening, but um, the, your greatest return in business is your, is your phone. And I called people that I hadn't talked to in high school, so 10 years. And it was an awkward conversation. I'm like, hey, man, I know you had, I haven't seen you or talked to you in 10 years since, I, since high school, but I just want to let you know I'm in real estate. And, you know, this is an uncomfortable call for me, but I'm at least put myself out there to see if you know of anybody buying or selling. You might get people like, bro, I haven't heard from you in 10 years. Or you had people like, wow, I can't believe you're doing this. Good on you, dude. And keep up the hard work. That's badass. And I would say 80, 90% of the responses were that. And the rest was awkward. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Well, then after that, it's easy to you just keep calling, right? Yeah. And then you ask your parents and you ask your friends, depending on where you're at in your life, for their wedding list, the people that they invited to their wedding. Oh, that's you get, clever. You get their emails, you get their phone numbers, you get their home addresses, you get everything. But they're, they're, they're extensions of yourself. These people know your parents. They were invited to an intimate occasion. You have their contact now. They recognize the last name because they were at the wedding with dad and mom or your sister. Like all of the people that your family knows that you're connected with, you should be asking them for their database. And I think the number one source of the database could come from events and weddings. That is a really cool like giveaway at the end of this, man. I mean, I've, I've never done that. That's amazing. Yeah, hammer, dude. I've, I've got like 
six or 700 people in my database that I was hitting right off the bat from. Wow. That is the hardest, one of the hardest parts. And you, you were able to fill a database right when you started. Okay. That, yeah, you need to tell Tom Ferry that he needs to start preaching that to everybody, man. Converting it is now the next What's that? Converting it is now the next job. Well, obviously, of course, but you can't convert what you don't have, right? So the fact that you're able to get those is very impressed. That, that's really cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Chase, dude, thank you so much for giving me your time. Yep. I know you're busy. Um, I'm going to have to touch base with you later about hunting. Yeah. Because um, I want to talk more about that. But um, I wish you nothing but continued success, man. And I look forward to seeing all of your clothing and hats all over town. And hopefully I'll run into you again real soon. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming to the Christmas party. And awesome to be on here with you. And good to see you. Thanks for having me at the Christmas party. And um, I, all the best to your family, brother. Thank you, man. Happy holidays.